He's the owner of the most educated feet in professional wrestling. Some would call him the professor. Some might call him infamous. We call him the host of the show. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? It's time for the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish. All right, we are back with a brand new spanking episode of the best pop, best show on God's green earth. There will be Today no spanking at all. Brand, no. brand, brand spanking new? Brand spanking new. Like you got a, we have got well, a legend. You a little oh. Brendan Schaub there. You got a all, all, the words, all, all the right words were there. They were just in the wrong order. He'll be in the wrong yeah. order. Yeah. But we, we got a legend, though. We got a legend. Yes. We got one Arguably the best commentator in mixed martial arts, <laughs> a UFC icon, the one, the only. Who we got, Bobby? Kenny Florian, <laughs> the Bostonite himself. Oh man, you guys are too yeah. kind. How are you? <laughs> Very well, good, well. sir. Very good. Minute, you're Boston. Wait a minute, you're not a Red Sox fan, are you? Uh, you know, I don't watch too much baseball. I, I mean. If there's a if there's a team that I would support, it would be the Red Sox for sure. Yeah. I, I'm like, a, yeah, definitely a Boston fan. I think the only so, like team I don't support in Boston is like the soccer team. But uh, yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. <laughs> sorry, which so, is sorry. shocking. That's so, ironic, though. Yeah, I know, right? Well, now that I'm like, I I never was behind the New England Revolution very much. I didn't watch too much MLS, but now I, I you know. So, anyways, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, I would say the the soccer background. It, I I'd have to say all these years later, it, it had to help. No, I think so. You know, people talk about it. I, I always joke. I went from pretending like I was injured on the soccer field to trying to injure other people. But uh, <laughs> you know, um, you know, soccer's a funny sport. It, for me, I think it did help in 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 in, um, in interesting ways. First of all, I think being around other, you know. Uh, good athletes is, is always important. You get to learn from them. You get to watch from them. You get to, you know, absorb some of the work ethic. And, and, and of course you accrue some of that along the way. Right. Um, yeah. I had the opportunity to play at Boston college, um, which was cool. Uh, and, you know, just being around other great athletes, it, it definitely helped. Um, and, you know, it, it gets you in shape. I was definitely well conditioned. I was used to running a lot, working hard, doing all that stuff. I felt like I could have worked a little bit harder, uh, mm-hmm. candidly when in my younger years, I was probably a little bit lazier. Um, mm-hmm. I, I played year round, but I don't know if I like did a lot of the off season work that I could have done. Right. Like I always felt like there was more I could have done, but, um, it, it, it helped me when I went to jujitsu, when I went into MMA, that really kind of drove me a lot and always kind of pushed me more and more, uh, to kind of work as hard as I, as I possibly could. So you think more than anything, it was the work ethic that that kind of came from it that you uh, benefited from? I think there was more to that. Um, I would say, you know, it, things like footwork, um, some, yeah. some, which is super simple, which I think is, is oftentimes ignored in MMA or boxing. You know, mm-hmm. hitting hard is one thing, but if you're not putting yourself in the right position to hit or not get hit, um, I think it, it probably won't, won't give you a long career. So it, it helped me in that regard of how to move my feet pretty well, uh, being light on my feet, um, right. having the ability to read things, uh, decently well, I, I think kind of helped in that regard a little bit, but, uh, mm. it, it definitely had its advantages. Um, you know, um, Makes rolling sense. on the rolling on the ground and, and crying like I was hurt probably didn't help. 
So soccer, soccer is um, a little bit like basketball oh. in that way, where like it the uh, the fouls, you know, they're they're overemphasized a bit. Uh, it's cringy. You could say it. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> it's cringy. It's it's really Listen, bad. Listen, yeah, yeah. sir, I've made my <laughs> adult career in professional wrestling, so <laughs> well, I yeah. know a thing or two about cringy. Yeah, well, listen, it, you, don't, you guys actually get hurt in a lot of times, and it's brutal <laughs> on your body. So, yeah. 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 Well, cringiness yeah. is, you know, it's a thing. <laughs> it is. Um, so I got to say, and, and probably part of this is because um, I, I rewatched um, today, actually. Um, but uh, Aldo, Jose Aldo, oh, yeah. came from a soccer background, correct? He like did, he wasn't he even a pretty big soccer player. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the, you know, those leg kicks, um, I would have to think that it looked to me like he was kicking a soccer ball. I mean, the follow through on, on the leg kicks, you know, before he, uh, abandoned them for God knows why. Um, I was literally talking about that today. Uh, actually we had an HVAC guy come into the house today and, you know, check on our systems and all that stuff. And he was an MMA fighter. Uh, and we kind of got talking about a bunch of different fights and I was talking about the Aldo fight and that was easily the hardest I've ever been kicked in my life. I mean, really? like the speed dude, like I, I try to pride myself on the ability to like, see what's going to happen. I may not be the fastest guy, but I, I'm pretty good at seeing things coming at me. Okay. And those those kicks were just blistering fast. I mean, really? uh, the, the kick, not only was it fast, but it felt like I was fighting in 185 pounder when he kicked it, it just the, oh. the power, the speed <laughs> was something that really threw me off. Like I was right. like, Oh damn. Okay. This is uh this is something I was prepared for. I knew this was coming and yeah. I still couldn't stop it. Uh, yeah. it was, it was impressive. dude. Just couldn't get out of the way. Didn't really get out of the way. My best bet was just trying to, you know, either do like what's called a tie walk, kind of like raising my legs up yeah, and marking yeah. forward, or yeah. just trying to back them up as much as possible. But uh, yeah. so that helped. But I think sure. maybe it was like six good kicks, and uh, I was limping for a couple weeks to the point where I actually lost like some nerve damage in my leg for like close to a year, two years. I oh, think. Wow. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. So that was fun. Wow. 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 <laughs> that sounds wow. great. Yeah. So no, no, no telegraph with it either. Like, was yeah, that no part of the speed? Was that it was just it came from zero? Look, look at this guy, Bobby. Absolutely, exactly. That's great analysis. Hundred yeah. percent. Like he, there was no tell, uh, so crazy. it was really hard for me to see those damn things coming. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, I mean, watching it today though, it, it was j just such a, a great back and forth. Um, and it, it really, um, it holds up, you know, it, you. it, it holds up. Um, and I've noticed recently why, because I'm a, you know, I watch a ton of MMA, um, but like the game and, and I'm sure you can speak to this, you're way more qualified than I, but the, uh, it's just, it, it's insane. The progression and like where it is now, um, in comparison to, to literally anything like it's evolved so fast. And now these, these guys that are coming up that start their training in MMA, not 
in a martial art and then develop the other ones like you know it's obvious we're starting to see them you know from when they started when they were you know seven or eight and now those guys are adult males well males and females um, yeah no but, I, I, yeah. I think that's i think that's a really important point um they're starting out in the sport so much earlier, you know, and mm. of course, you know, we had wrestlers that started wrestling way back in the day or jujitsu guys that started young or maybe some boxers and karate guys. But now with MMA as established as, as it is, these guys are, are, are knowing that they want to become mixed martial arts fighters at those right. early ages. So right. now they're doing, you know, karate, jujitsu, you know, wrestling, you know, mm -hmm. all those things at earlier ages. And by the time they're in their early 20s, they're already kind of established and experienced veterans. So, yeah, I think that's really been the big change. Mm -hmm. and, and there's just more, more good fighters, right? Uh, there's yeah. just more of them. You know, when I was fighting, I think it was just like a, a couple hundred. Uh, and now there's like over 600 fighters in the UFC. So it's. <sighs> It's grown in more ways than one, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it just to see, um, you know, I, <laughs> I wasn't uh, I, I'm I'm not old enough to have seen the rise of the NFL. You know what I mean? Uh, so right. to see um, a sports league in its infancy like this and, and to live through that and to see how it's progressing now, it's, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, By the way, the internet trolls are going to uh, question that you weren't around for the beginning of the NFL. <laughs> this is true. I'm the oldest, Kenny. Um, I'm the oldest man ever in uh, professional wrestling, according to the uh, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> they love to rag on me for a bit. And well, some yeah. of them, like, I give them credit at least when it's funny. Like when they say, like, yeah, right. he was in the Civil War or something like that. But at least we, you know. He put over Lincoln. Yeah, there you go. Somebody said I put over Abe Lincoln, so that's when I can, you know, I can enjoy it. It's <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, so, um, uh, the um, soccer was mm -hmm. that childhood like carryover, and then played in high school, and then yeah, did you get I, a full I, ride? I, I know I did. I didn't get a full scholarship to Boston College, but um, I, uh, I I played my whole life basically um, yeah. since I was real little, um, and was on you know the, the 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 premier teams and stuff like that, and Olympic development program, and um, just you know just loved loved playing all the time. I played year round, and uh, yeah, that that kind of was my first passion. Um, I did martial arts. Uh, I, I took my first martial arts class when I was like 10 or 11 or something like that. And that was, um, I, I always say it was kind of like a spiritual experience. It was almost like, okay. uh, I, I it, it was something where like the world stopped whenever I was doing martial arts and yeah. eventually I had to stop doing it because, you know, I was one of six kids. My mom couldn't take us to all the practices. I, I had sure. soccer year round. So it was just difficult. So I ended up having to leave that, um, uh, you know, at, at a certain point, a couple of years. And then um, I, I, I found out about it, you know, watching the first UFC, like so many people uh, picked up jujitsu while I was in college. And really? uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I started late, man. I started 19, 20 years old. And wow. I was kind of at odds with the coach a little bit. Uh, Ed Kelly, I love you. But, uh, you know, we were <laughs> a little bit. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I, he called me. He's like, hey, why weren't you at practice today? It was my senior year. And he's like, why weren't you at practice? I was like, I told you I wasn't coming. You know, we kind of had like a little argument right. on the field. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, well, you better be here tomorrow. And I said, I'm not coming. I, I told you I quit. Yada, yada, yada. So we started swearing at each other on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, that was it. And, and you know what helped kind of give me that push was, first of all, soccer didn't have that same kind of uh, – I didn't have that same kind of passion that I did anymore. I would start some games. I wouldn't. you know, yeah. And I just felt like I was kind of getting teased a little bit uh, in, re- in that regard. And even the players were kind of speaking up for me like, hey, why isn't Kenny playing? Anyways, it was just kind yeah. of bothersome. <laughs> and I had jujitsu. I had this mistress on the side called jujitsu. Right. And I was just thinking about jujitsu all the time anyway. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go do this other thing. I, I really yeah. love that. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm not going to go to the MLS at this point. I'm, I'm going to yeah. go, I'm going to go do, do this jujitsu thing. Had no intention of being a fighter, but, um, you know, it, it, it led me into, uh, MMA ultimately. Just jujitsu is, is what you were first drawn to and, and yeah. what you, you know, fell in love with was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to grapple. I'm going to, yeah. That was it. Yeah. 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 Huh. Well, and so now my, my introduction to you was, uh, ultimate fighter. Yeah. Season and one, that right? was season yeah. one. Season, right. Yeah. 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 And, um, so when you, what, what kind of, um, martial, uh, mixed martial arts experience had you had going into, that house like, yeah so were you i had what four fights at the time i think i was three and one um so i had three wins one loss and a lot that loss was a split decision against drew fickett a guy who had i think 25 26 professional yeah, fights i remember the name um, and fickett. he uh he was actually the one who was being recruited to come on the ultimate fighter dana white happened to be at our fight and he okay. was like i'm gonna go check out this guy drew fickett he was going to I don't know, something like his summer place in Maine. And he happened to be in Boston for a little bit, watched our fight and came back to to uh, backstage to talk to me after the fight. He's like, hey, kid, I thought you were going to get your ass kicked. He's like, it was a great fight. I thought you won. Um, he's like, hey, we're, we're doing this thing called the ultimate fighter. Have your brother interview you and send us in a tape. And I was like, wow. OK. And I was so upset that I lost. And I was just kind of like, yeah, 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 whatever. And yeah. everyone's like, dude, that was Dana White. That's crazy. You know, you got to send him in a video. And I was like, ah, I didn't send anything in. And then I got a call from a producer of the show and like, hey, you know, Dana said that he saw your fight. Can you send us something? And I sent in like a, a DVD of me teaching and I sent that. In really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, here you go. Here's something boring to chew on. Right. And, uh, and they called me and they said, hey, will you come out to Vegas? And uh, I guess the, the rest is history. They picked me for the show. We didn't have to fight or anything back then. It was kind of. Yeah, yeah. You didn't then. fight your way onto the show then. Yeah, yeah. No. And okay. even to the point where we didn't even know we were going to fight each other on the show. We just thought we were going to fight at some point, I guess, maybe in the final or something like that. Oh, we had wow. all these weird. Ch- if you remember, that was when we had all these like weird challenges that we had to do. Yes, had, like, I do remember the challenges. Remember that? Yeah, so I was like, what the hell? Like, I'd rather fight than doing these stupid challenges. But anyway, yeah, yeah so uh, that's kind of how it all went down, man. 
Yeah. yeah welcome to reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I mean, my my few uh, little um, interludes with reality TV is that it's anything but reality. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a similar experience? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think I think uh, you know, obviously, editing alone, right? They're they're mm. trying to tell a certain story, so that mm-hmm. that be interesting. But um, I guess I I don't think there was like too much stuff that was like uh fabricated from what i could remember i I thought they did a pretty decent job of like being as real as they could but again it is reality television and they are editing um so yeah but um yeah yeah it was uh it was quite the experience man basically you know you wake up you have a camera in your face you go to sleep that's when the camera goes off you're they're in your face 24 7 there was no reading there was no watching television Right. Uh, all, you guys all had you no had, contact with no like the outside. It was whatsoever. almost like Big Brother. Exactly. I think you got like <laughs> one phone call a week or one phone call every two weeks. We were like there being in the penitentiary, dude. That's exactly what it was. Like people were cheering when they lost. They were like, "Yes, I'm out of here." Like this right. is great. And um, yeah, you know, and and if you if you lost, you basically got a chance to leave the house, and you would stay at some hotel on the strip and you could go and, you know, party. So guys like, are you kidding me? This is great. I get to go party and see what the outside world's like again. And all of us, you know, anyone who got to the finals, I was lucky enough to get to the finals. I was in the house the whole time. So I literally was, I felt like I was going crazy, you know? Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong. You were fighting 170 for that, right? 185. Oh, oh wow. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm watching the yeah. fight with you and Aldo today, and that was what? 155? 145. 145. 140. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh I'm smart. Yeah, really yeah. smart. Yeah. I uh I um I, I think I was 182. I was like a chubby 182 right. pounds. I right. had four fights, right? And I was fighting these dudes who were cutting from 205, yeah. 210 pounds down to 185 i remember when i fought chris lieben he's like kenny i'm 207 pounds today kenny i'm gonna smash some cats and i was like oh god what did i get myself into right. like wow but anyways yeah holy shit yeah, it, it was even even heavier because yeah. i was thinking 170 today when i'm watching the fight with you and aldo and i'm like man how do you do yeah. 170 but I'm a dumb just add yeah. 15 to that yeah. oh, I'm lucky i survived yeah yeah well survive you did and uh <laughs> like the, you know the fight with aldo the uh sam shirk uh yeah. or sean shirk Not i'm sure. sorry yep. Yep. sean shirk bj penn yeah like i mean that's that's a hell of a resume i i i always felt you know uh i'd be lying if i told you that while i was fighting later in my career that of course i i wanted to be a world champion no question about that um Mm -hmm. but more than anything else i think what was most intriguing to me while i was in the ufc was i always wanted to know what it would be like to face the best fighters in the world like how would how would my skills uh you know, uh, aligned with, with some of the best fighters and, and how right. I would actually would be able to improve, how to mm. be able to improve from that experience too. Like, so that was always something that drove me was, you know, competing against the best and improving my skills, um, at the best of my ability. Sure. Well, I mean, that's a true, uh, like martial artists mindset, 
you know, um, I feel like uh, I started martial arts when I was eight. Um, I wow. first started with Taekwondo and it, you know, before like a year had passed, I kind of just knew like, I'll probably do this forever, That's you know? Awesome. And I still think to this day, you know, um, at 46, like, I don't, I, I just, I think I'll do martial arts my whole life in some form. I know? love it, man. I, we're, we, you yeah. and I are the same age. I, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know what it was. There was just some special connection about it. And I think it, it obviously it's different for different people, but like yes, that sir. right there at eight, eight, nine years old, you're doing it. Mm -hmm. and you're like, yeah, I, I, I like this. I, I want to do this forever. And, and still yeah. having that passion, man, that there's something to that. There's definitely a spiritual connection that's unlike a lot of things. I, think. I agree. Yeah. It's uh, it's probably a little bit unexplainable. I mean, what yeah. what got me there to begin with was the fact that uh, I just anything that uh, was a ninja was I was all about. Me and, too, uh, man. I grew I up was... on Lee, Chuck Norris, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was, I thought I was, I wanted to be a ninja. I was like, ninja. Hey, yeah. Not a, you can't get paid to be a ninja, Kenny. I'm like the hell you can't. I'm gonna try. Sneaking around yeah. the neighborhood, spying on people, you know, like ninja stars in my pockets, like I'm gonna yes. throw them at somebody. None I, my, my, Chris <laughs> my Christmas list every year uh, would would have a section in it from the back of like the uh, black belt uh, yeah. magazine, <laughs> and where you could buy like swords and ninja Dude, stars and grappling I hooks. <laughs> I, I, can you still buy that stuff? I don't know. Like the '80s was awesome. I don't know. I anything. <laughs> it was the best. You're like, yeah, I'll take 10 ninja stars right now yes. and a Rambo knife. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Understandably so. The only thing that my parents actually purchased me were a pair of uh, the foam nunchucks. Oh, so nice. Yeah. That was, yeah. But I mean, even that, like, God, yeah. I was, I wore those things out. See, I, I had an older brother and he was always into something like mischievous. So like he'd get like, not only would he get nunchucks, he'd get like shorter ones that you could conceal in your pocket or he'd get like <laughs> studded ones. Like really? You need studded nunchucks? Not just regular right. nunchucks. You need the ones right. with like spikes on them. Right. And it was just, you know, so I, I would have access to that and I would, you know, if they were at school, I would like sneak into their you know, room and like, just like he ninja stars. He had ninja claws. I'm like, what do you need ninja claws for? But he had them. And I, right. I was just so intrigued by that shit. Man. Uh, was, you yeah. and me both, man. You and me both. So yeah. my, my parents, you know, and they didn't, my mom didn't know. She signed me up for Taekwondo. She figured right. like, you know, there's a gi and a belt. And, yeah. You know, off to the races I went. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Frank, where uh, where are hey, we going to go here? Frank, before you keep moving, go back to the Boston College thing real quick. Does the name Chucky Dukes ring a bell to you at all? Chucky oh, Dukes? Why does that sound familiar? Get it. Oh, I didn't That's even think right. about this, Dennis. That's wow. right. Good call, Dennis. He, he would have been there. If you're our age, so he would have been at Boston College probably four years three, four before, years before three, four you. Years before he played football for uh, Boston College. That sounds back. very familiar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we all went to high school together. Frank, yeah, okay. Dennis, and I, we all went to the same high school. Chuck went to this high school as well, but was older than us. Okay. And Chuck was like the uh, hometown hero. Wow. Um, 
you know, because he went and he played at BC. Um, what position did he play? Running, running back. back. Yeah, running, running back. back. Okay, I, I I think I remember Chuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck and Chuck got burned. You know, like Chuck was not wow. uh, riding the pine. Um, That's yeah, awesome. yeah. Wow. Famously fumbled on like the three or four yard line against Miami one year. That was fun. <laughs> I, 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 not I the thing you want to be remembered that. for, but yes, you know, no, it's happens. not. But hey. sorry about that, Dookie. Then <laughs> <laughs> Dennis said that, not me. That was Dennis Brunowski. <laughs> yeah, you're he off had the a good, Christmas He list, had a good Dennis. sense of humor about that. I was playing basketball with him about three weeks after that game, uh, and we we're just playing pickup ball, and we we're in between games shooting around, and someone that didn't come into the gym with him goes, "Hey, Chuck, what happened against Miami?" Oh, and I had never seen everything stop like a movie where people just stop, like the balls just kept going. But and he just turned around and goes, eh, shit happens. And I was like, all right, thank God you're not did getting your ass kicked for that one. Did he end up playing in the NFL? He did. He had some tryouts. Yeah, he had a couple. Yeah. He was he okay. played for uh, it was Washington was and I think and Pittsburgh. Yep. Pittsburgh. Yes. Yep. Nice. Yeah. But, yeah. He had a cup of coffee in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I, you know, I mean, you think about it too, though. Like, so uh, Brendan Chobb, um, yeah. you you come across these these guys that are like the, they're just these ridiculous specimens, these athletes, and yeah. then to think like, oh yeah, they were kind of the quintessential like bubble player in the NFL. Like to think that that was a bubble player. Like, That's what crazy. level are we talking? of the athlete the NFL is insane man yeah yeah because that was so uh Chuck had a brother younger brother Chad who played at Pitt and uh Chad was where where Chuck you know good athlete but um Chad was the different kind of athlete like the one that had all the stats you know Chuck was 5'10 uh Chad was 6'2 um right. but Jacked. Yeah, and Chad was just, you know, look looked like he was um you know out of Greek mythology and yeah. blah blah blah. But to think like, oh yeah, he didn't make it in the NFL. It's it's like what? But ironically <laughs> enough, Chad trains for jujitsu. I does he really he does. He does. Oh he does. that's cool, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I forget what belt later. what belt he has, but he is a, a trained professional, if you will. Damn. <laughs> but speaking of, speaking of crossover guys, though, your thoughts on like guys like Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, Jake yep. Paul. Yep. Um, Come on. Did you really just put CM Punk in there, Frank? <laughs> Kenny brought well, him up on a on Jake Paul, too. So, I mean, ago, okay. so. hey, Frank, you're off the Christmas card list at this point. <laughs> Well, my point is, what are your thoughts okay. about those guys from other sports coming into yeah. your backyard, so to speak? Okay. Yeah, listen, I, I think that um, it all depends on on what the preparation is like, right? Uh, um, I, I think that what they definitely understand is the ability uh, of how to get uh, a fan base behind you or, or to hate you or whatever it is. But For sure. um, I think that's huge, right? If you're talking about the business side of things, I think that is something that, I mean, I certainly didn't understand that or, or really know about that very much um mm -hmm. and uh having that ability 
um, is huge from a business perspective. You're going to make a heck of a lot more money than, say, someone else. First of all, because you're bringing over a fan base and then you know how to create one on top of that. Um, yeah. As far as, um, you know, how well they could do well, it depends on, on their background and how good they are. Right. At the end of the day, um, combat is a truth teller and, and you'll find out how good you are. Um, it is hard as hell. Um, so it's going to be difficult for anyone, no matter what kind of athlete you are, uh, I think. Um, but I, I think, you know, seeing a guy like a Brock Lesnar, who not only is physically uh, very right. gifted, but c- came from that wrestling background. He knows what it's like to, yeah. to to suffer and grind and all that stuff coming up in high school and coming from where he came from, uh, you know, in the Midwest and stuff. So. Um, he, he obviously had, had a lot of success, um, but, uh, yeah. obviously it, it's going to be mixed results, uh, for, for anyone, for, for any group from wherever. Yeah. Lesnar was definitely, um, a different animal, uh, altogether. Um, yeah. you know, and one of the talking about athletes, I mean, be just being one of those guys, like he was in camp with the Vikings and almost made the team and kind of did that without playing college football, you know, and yes. it's just kind of, um ridiculous to think of the life that the man has lived um with the athletic gifts that he was given i mean just a different different animal yeah no question about it man he's he's a beast scary scary dude i remember he came over to me one of his first fights and he was like hello mr florian he's calling me mr florian and i'm like <laughs> tiny like hi mr lesnar <laughs> you know, he's, he's huge. and he just yeah. swallowed my hand with his yeah. hand and i just i've never felt more <laughs> inconsequential or you know yeah. insignificant i was like my goodness you're a yeah. massive being. yeah 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 he certainly is he certainly is yeah. he just you know happened to be you know have the pro wrestling um background but like if you know you change things by 10 years or so um he's probably going straight into MMA, you know, like I'll bring up like Bo Nickel just fought yes. uh, Saturday and, and, yeah. and, you know, uh, heralded um, collegiate career, um, you know, when, when Lesnar was in, in a similar scenario, you know, the UFC just wasn't, wasn't that, no, you know, wasn't no, the option it is today. Totally different. And I think Bo Nickel came up wrestling kind of in the back of his mind, always knowing or thinking he was going to be a professional mixed martial arts fighter. Right. Mm. So it's like Brock Mm. coming up in wrestling had no idea. It didn't exist. Uh, Now you get all these kids that are kind of focusing, you know, uh, their training, their mentality towards being a mixed martial arts fighter one day. And that, that makes a big difference. And, And we're just, we're still just, scratching the surface in my opinion but bo nickel i think is something special i think he's going to be around a long time he's going to have a career that really flourishes and okay. i would not be surprised if he becomes a world champion one day yeah yeah well you heard it here first folks and <laughs> ken, ken flow yeah. putting out the prediction so what one thing that that does make me think about then uh ken is you hear them talk about wrestling um, and, and it kind of harkens back a little bit to the, the conversation we were having before about the evolution of MMA. And you'll hear like wrestling um, for MMA, 
and yep. that and that there's it's nuanced you know yep. there's wrestling and then there's mma wrestling and you'll you'll hear that said many times about people like yeah but he's a good mma wrestler can yep. you um can you speak on that a little bit um, totally um i i it, it's the same for jujitsu uh in that the type the type of game that you have um as you come up uh, can, can either hurt you or help you for mixed martial arts. You know, what could be successful for you in, in the sport of wrestling and the sport of jujitsu may not serve you well for the sport of mixed martial arts. Why? Because there's punches involved. You know, yeah. the range is totally different. For example, it's like uh, there's guys who have really good ankle picks where they basically get low to the ground and their belly is almost scratching, you know, the yeah. mat and they shoot for your ankle. They grab it and they take you down in wrestling. Totally fine. Um, yeah. in MMA, probably not a good idea. If someone's throwing kicks, if someone can sprawl right. on you, the repercussions are totally different in jujitsu. You'll see a lot of guys who kind of have, might have like more of a lazy type guard and they're kind of just hanging out, putting their arms underneath their legs, looking to sweep, uh, when in a real fight, you just get your head bashed in. So, yeah. um, you know, the style that you have, you have to make sure. And I think this goes for anyone who's training in martial arts. It's like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to game mm -hmm. the system in your sport or are you trying mm -hmm. to make it realistic for an actual self-defense encounter? Okay. Uh, and I think the mentality is different, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It makes total sense. It makes total sense. And that, then that's, too, why I think we're going to see um, a continued evolution in the fact that you do have these kids that are starting now um with wrestling but it's wrestling that's geared even if it's just in their mind towards uh mma it's got striking yeah. uh right taken into account it's got you know and the same thing with with people um you know jujitsu practitioners they're not there's certain things you you can't become reliant on because of uh the things you brought up a minute ago yeah no definitely yeah yeah huh well, I, it's certainly, uh, I don't know. It's just endlessly interesting to me. Um, especially now, like watching they, they just guys are so it's like every box is checked now. And if you don't check them all, um, you know, like a guy like Volkanovsky, um, it's just, there's, there's, there's just nothing. He doesn't do well. Like he'll, he'll go anywhere with you. I, I agree, man. The, the level has uh, stepped up significantly, especially like, you know, I think that um, if I'm being honest, you know, you were talking about my era. Uh, I think that there's uh, uh, there, the amount of good fighters that are out there now has multiplied significantly. Um, but has it changed amongst like the majority of fighters? Has it evolved from a technical perspective that much? Uh, I, I don't, if I'm being honest, not too much. If you're talking about the elite, like the top five or 10 guys in certain divisions, I think it has. Um, mm -hmm. Volkanovsky is one of those guys uh, that I think is, is truly elite and doing things differently and evolving the game, right? That's like, there's, there's champions, there's innovators. Uh, I think he's kind of both. Um, wow. And, uh, he, he's just, he's amazing, man. To see what he did against Islam Mahashev and to see what he's done in his 
division mm-hmm. alone, which are mm-hmm. riddled with killers. It's extremely yeah. impressive. Yeah. I mean, I, it was obvious after the, the Holloway, um, yeah. what did they fight three times trilogy three times. Uh, yeah. You know, that, that, that he was, he had the goods, but I think he's, um, he's added almost another layer to that. Um, it's, and, and not just because he went up a weight class, Yeah, you know, I, I think it's just, um, there's more to it than that. Definitely. Um, but, but it, it definitely, you know, going up the weight class, certainly, um, certainly helped kind of bring that into focus so that people could, you know, cause nobody wanted to fight him. No. Um, uh, no, nobody was looking for that fight and he left his division Volkanovsky yep. to, uh, to take that fight. So it was a strategic move, I think. Um, so you, how do you feel about the, uh, the decision on that fight? So, you know, when I was watching the fight, um, I think I was a bit biased cheering for the little guy. I'm a Volkanovski fan, and I I like cheering for the underdog. And as I was watching it, I'm like, come on, let's go, Volk. And I thought he he won. And I said, listen, okay, uh, let me make sure my bias isn't coming in here. I'm going to watch it. I'm turning out the volume, and I'm going to really try to analyze it with a judging eye, right? Because there's – I, I, I like to enjoy fights. I don't want to sit there and, and, and judge it because then I feel like I'm working. But I, I saw it for a second time, and I judged it, no volume. And when I went back and looked at it, I, I did think Islam uh, Mahashev won three rounds to two. It was okay. close, okay. but I, did, I, thought, I thought the right guy won. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting to hear back because uh, yeah. I, I want to say, because I, I got to be honest, sir, I, I listened to the uh, Anakin Florian yes. pretty religiously. Thank um, you. So was that, uh, I'm trying to think back, that was not your opinion then? It, well, it was, yeah. So it that was, kind of, okay. That's what I said. I, I, I picked Volkanovsky, I think to win um mm-hmm. and then when i watched uh, when i did the podcast after um i i i admitted that hey listen when i first saw it i, I thought volk won when i went back and watched it i thought islam won um yeah. so yeah 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 interesting so what do you think they uh what do they do with that they um so they I, you think they're gonna rematch that so i guess uh Mahashef is basically gonna go into ramadan soon um the religious holiday so he's gonna be fasting and you know doing all that stuff for a while so i i don't think he's too keen on uh training during that or (laughs) doing a fight camp so uh man no Uh, uh, what do you mean you gotta eat come on i didn't eat back in 1985 (laughs) when i was fighting but um yeah, no, so I think that uh, they're going to turn around Volkanovski to fight uh, at 45, probably against Yair Rodriguez, and then maybe do the rematch. So uh, okay. have Volk fight at 145. If he wins, uh, then then have Islam and him fight again. I don't know if they're going to have Islam fight at 155 as well um, and then do it, but um, right. that, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm listen. I'm not mad at a Yair Rodriguez Volkanovski oh, uh, fight at all. No, that that's a fight. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and there's another guy who just 
Um, I mean, what a performance in the last, the, the last one and Josh Emmett, you know, total steamroller, total, um, you know, guy known for like just steamrolling people and, uh, Yair Rodriguez, just, just a different, different animal altogether. Yeah, um, offensively, he's extremely impressive, man. And uh, his speed, his speed always mm. gets me. I mean, it's just, he, he seems like he's moving and someone's pressing the fast forward button. It's <laughs> not normal. Yeah. It's, uh, his yeah. dude, are just lightning. Yeah. So, Ken, what, you know, because he, he was supposed to have arrived previously. Right. And then he, he kind of didn't, and it was kind of like a start stop. And then, you know, but after that last fight with Emmett, um, obviously, you know, with the, the interim title, he's arrived, but I think even beyond that, like it, that performance would have even, even if there was no interim title, I, I think would have still been like, okay, this guy's here. No, no question. I think he's matured tremendously over the years. Um, I think, you know, the UFC uh, candidly gets very excited. A lot of promotions get, get very excited when they have a Mexican prospect because that country is going to get behind their fighters. And mm-hmm. Yair is this good looking kid. He's got a flashy style. Yeah. Um, and he, always, he, he delivers. Even when he loses, he's going to come to fight. And yeah. man, um, I think he's coming into his own now, uh, both with his technique, with his maturity and experience in the octagon now. So I, I think I think the UFC is super excited, as they are. You know, Alexa Grasso just upset Shevchenko in, in, in dramatic fashion. Yeah. So I mean, you have you have Brandon Moreno, you have Alexa right. Grasso, you have Yair Rodriguez. Uh, so it gives them a lot of options now uh, for the Mexican fan base. So it's yeah. it's pretty cool, man. Uh, but yeah, I. Yair's special. He's extremely dangerous. Defensively, I think he might have some issues with Volkanovski just because Volkanovski really doesn't have many vulnerabilities. Like, you look right. at his fight against Ortega, he was in a triangle. He was in a yeah. choke. Like, he, he was able to get out of some nasty submissions. Yeah. Islam couldn't finish him from the back. So, yeah. Volkanovski defensively is very, very good. Um, yeah. So, that, that's what I'm a little concerned for. For Yair, but Yair's offense, man, is something to behold. So that I, yeah. that's a great fight. I, I can't wait to, to see that one. Yeah, it really is. And it, it's like one of those that that's one of those fights where it's like, yep, just wind them up and let them go. Definitely. Like yeah. I just want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I after what you you just said now, so then um I think we need to get um a Mexican battle bot. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's what we're 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 angling towards here. Somebody, first somebody of all, in Mexico, it needs, it needs to happen. Um, we don't have enough of them. Actually, we have yeah. zero of them. But uh, we need to get there. We need to get there. Yeah. Uh, that would yeah. be that would be amazing, dude. That's uh. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, indulge, if you will. How, how yeah. does BattleBots end up on your radar? How does it, you know, you've got quite the portfolio, sir. I don't know how the hell these things happen, man. I, I'm <laughs> lucky. I, I feel very lucky. I'm very blessed. But I, I, I was with my wife. Uh, we were driving back from uh, Northern California, heading back to L.A. when we were living there. And um, I got a call from some producer. 
Uh, and he was telling me about this show called BattleBots, if I've ever been a part of it, yada, yada, yada. Uh, or if I've ever, you know, seen it. And I was like, yeah, I saw sure. it in the early 2000s on Comedy Central. But, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, well, we're bringing it back. It's going to be on ABC. And at this point, I'm like skeptical. I'm like, all right, yeah, this is like some L.A. guy telling me how great this new show is going to be and it's never mm. going to come to fruition. Uh, and he's like, hey, listen, if you're if you're coming back to L.A., let's do an interview. Uh, we'd like to have you as maybe a possible commentator. It's very late in the process, but let, let's let's see what happens. I go in. So I'm not thinking anything of it. They interview me. And uh, similar to the ultimate fighter, I am like, this is never going to happen. <laughs> and they're like. They, they call me like two days later or a day later. They're like, yeah, you got the job and we're going to courier. We're going to courier you some stuff um, for the show. And I was like, okay, cool. What are they going to send? It was like a binder that was like as big as my head. It was, oh, Jesus. It was all the teams, all the information on the court, <laughs> the rules. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? Right, right, right. <laughs> so not prepared for this. Yeah. It was going to be on ABC. Like, it's a big deal. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm going to be a jackass in front of millions of people, <laughs> um, which is one of my specialties. Yeah. Uh, so I, I ended up doing the show. I had an absolute blast. I had no idea I was going to be that excited. Like, I knew I was gonna, it was going to be exciting, but I had no idea it was going to be that exciting. Like, it brought really? out the kid in me, it brought out the nerd in me. And oh, uh, cool. I've been learning so much. It's what we're in our seventh season now and uh, having a blast. Now they have a, a, a nightly show in Vegas or a daily show in Vegas now where you could watch, you know, robots fight each other o- over. <laughs> so it, it's grown a lot, man. So it's, I kind of see it like the UFC where it's developing and the people that are into it are really into it. Into it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny. I, when I was doing UFC tonight for Fox sports, um, I got the best tweet ever. And, and this they were legit. They were serious. They're like, why is the BattleBots guy talking about UFC? And I was like, yes. <laughs> they know me as a BattleBots guy, not a UFC guy. This is great. Yes. Yeah. It's come full circle. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do. I, I got to say, um, from a commentary standpoint, um, it, I'm going to toot your horn a little bit here. Like you, you're just, you're one of those guys that um, you've got such a, a balance of technical knowledge, um, but you're, you're delivering it in a way that is listenable and entertaining. And, and dare I say like um, every man ish in, in a way that it's like uh, it resonates with people. You're the um, man's man commentator. <laughs> Thank you. No, you I go. appreciate that, man. That really means a lot. I, I, I try to deliver, um, you know, as much energy as possible. Uh, I, I'm certainly, um, you know, I, I've had my bad shows. I, I try to learn from them the best that I can. Uh, I, I try to not take anything for granted. And, uh, and also I'm, I'm lucky enough that I get to talk about things that I'm passionate about. So I, yeah. when I remind myself of that and I go out there and just kind of have a good time and, and of course I'm, I'm doing a lot of research and stuff like that. It, it's a blast, man. It, it's a real pleasure. And, and, uh, I also have good people around me that make me look good. So, uh, yeah. but it, it's been a blast, man. It's been fun. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Did So when you were fighting, did you, was this like even a, a, a tertiary, you know, back burner sort of thought process or did this kind of just uh, land on your radar? 
Yeah, I, I, I always say that, you know, if I told you that I, that, that I envisioned it happening exactly like this, I'd be lying. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'd always had hoped like, hey, maybe I could do this one day or, or mm-hmm. that would be fun to try. Um, yeah. But I didn't really necessarily be like, hey, this is going to be my path until a little bit later on. Um, I, I had a lot of uh, luck and some some good people that made some solid recommendations on my behalf without even That's me asking cool. and um i just happened to be at the right place at the right time um a few times in my life and and i think that if you work hard at what you're doing um and uh, you just stay kind of passionate and you kind of put that uh kind of vibe out there you good things are gonna are gonna happen in some way shape or form and and uh i've been lucky enough that those things have happened you know espn came calling back in 2007 uh from from espn i got recruited over to fox sports when the ufc did did the deal with fox you know uh you know did stuff for ufc from 2012 to 2018 i think something like that and then Mm -hmm. now i'm doing stuff for the pfl on espn as well so the professional fighters league and yeah so i've been like battle bot stuff so i've just been lucky man i i have fun with john anik doing the podcast we've been doing that for i guess six seven years now and uh yeah just Trying to keep it going, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got to be honest. My favorite part uh, of the Anik and Florian podcast is how much shit you give to um, Longo. Hey, Longo? <laughs> oh, Longo? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, my father, you know, he was a ball buster. He was yeah. just a ball buster. <laughs> and and I the ball busting that goes on with you guys and Longo, it's, uh, you know, it takes me back to my childhood. Yeah, oh, that's cool to hear, man. Yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray. <laughs> Talk about a character, man. Ray Longo is a character. And uh, John yeah. Anik spotted him very early on. And he's like, that dude needs to be a staple on our podcast. So yeah. that is all, all John Anik. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So, and this is uh, totally uh, kind of out of left field, but Anik's twin brother. Yes. Is it as disturbing um, <laughs> to see them together that they are like identical the way that it's, it's said? Because I've never seen his brother. So, yeah. So now that like, you know, John's been doing uh, broadcast work for many years now. So th- their voices are, are, are very different, in my opinion. They okay. look exactly the same. The first yeah. time I met them, their voices were the same. They had like very similar haircuts. <laughs> they were they, like dressed the same. And it was it was creepy hearing them talk. And the mannerisms were they sa- <laughs> I remember I wasn't I remember. I wasn't even listening to what they were saying. I was just, I just kept kind of looking at both of them, yeah. being like, "This is insane." Yeah. <laughs> they are really identical, man. You know, now okay. his his other brother has like really long hair that he keeps in a bun, okay. and you know, John likes to shave his head all the time. Right. Uh, but dude, yeah, they are they are so similar uh, in a lot of in, in a lot of ways, and it's uh, right. it's funny. Yeah, I gotta make sure I see the brother. Yeah, what's his? Bro- He's got a name, Jason, right? Jason. He's yeah, he does. Okay. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> Wasn't sure if they were. Jason's the man, dude. He's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, very cool. Very cool. Um, all right, we have a bit of a format here, Mister Florian. You got so it. Of course bear, we do. Bear with me. Bear with me, Frank. <laughs> you want to bail me out here because I'm 
I'm making myself. Kenny, give us four. Making it up. Give us four fighters. Give us four fighters right now. We should familiarize ourselves with. Oh gosh! All right. Any league? Any? Anywhere's. Gotcha. Okay. Well, um, you know, Bo Nickel. uh, You guys were talking about Mm -hmm. him. Probably already on to him, but he's definitely someone to watch. Uh, Super excited uh, about him. there's a 125 pounder in the PFL. She, she uh, is the daughter of a world kickboxing champion, and it's not her dad. Her mom was a world champion kickboxer. Oh, wow. She's okay. out of the UK. She's out of England. Her name is Dakota Dicheva. Uh, and she is, you know, she, she's, got, she's got it all. She's got the looks, she's got the personality. And she will crush your skull with a knee, a kick, <laughs> or something. She is a killer. Really? And when she gets okay. on the scene, we'll she's going to be like a Ronda Rousey type, oh, that, uh, that, yeah. type personality. When, when, when people realize – like I, I've seen both of her fights, and she has just crushed her competition. They haven't lasted a round. She just really? destroys them, whether it's body shots, you know, head shots. She's, she is an absolute assassin. Dakota okay. Dicheva. Um, and I'm trying to think who else. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, um, you know, I, I think that um, who was the person who just just fought that we were talking about? Um, uh, uh, Rodriguez? Yeah, no, no, not yeah, you're. Oh, um, no, sorry, from, from the podcast. Oh, um, I think. Uh, you know, I think Ian Gary is interesting. He just fought. He's from. He's out of Ireland. I think he's got a lot of potential, man. Um, he's not there yet, but the improvements that he's made over the course of his career uh, in the UFC has been impressive. I think he's got a great personality. He's exciting to watch. He's electric as a fighter. He's always looking for the finish. Um, I, I definitely think he's he's a guy to watch as well. A good-looking kid. Um, and young, you know, 24, 25, okay. uh, so he potentially have a very long career. Um, you know, uh, so I, I think he's someone to watch in the UFC for sure. That's three. Uh, what else? He, he finishes fights. fights. He finishes fights. <laughs> he tries fight. uh, to anyway. It's cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I just, I couldn't, it was, it was just kind of hanging out there. Yeah. I had to take a, I had to take a crack at it. Speaking of voices, I remember when I said that I was like, I sound like Mickey Mouse when I hear that. I finished fights. You're like, oh, dude, like, you did go a little high on that. It was, it was, you it did. was pretty high. It was my, it was my falsetto. It was my falsetto. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. You can do jujitsu, like you can, you know, <laughs> choke the guy. I finished fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, All right. If we learned anything from Sorry. sound, listen to Mike Tyson talk, and then tell me you want to make <laughs> yeah. fun of Mike Tyson. That sounds good. I'm exactly like Mike Tyson. That's exactly <laughs> You're on a roll tonight, Dennis, because that that's a good. Yeah, I mean the Chuck Dukes, and now uh, Mike Tyson. Broke my back. <laughs> I had a bacchiotomy. Well, now we can't have Tyson on. I know. Uh, exactly. He's just making fun of him. Yeah, go well. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Ken, number four. Oh, we, yeah. Uh, four. Yeah. Let's see. So, I, I um, got you off track. Yeah, no problem. Uh, the last year's winner at 145 pounds, Brendan Lochnane. He he won on Dana White's contender series. 
Okay. Um, and had a great fight, but Dana White didn't pick him to, to be on to be to be in the UFC. Well, he ended up going to the PFL. Um, was exciting as hell. Uh, fell short in the semifinals of the Professional Fighters League last year, and then oh no, sorry, two years ago. Last year won it all. And do, so, first two fights he had, he basically fought with one working knee, won both of those fights, uh, killed it in the semifinal beat former UFC fighter Chris Wade, uh, and then in the mm-hmm. final uh, finished Bubba Jenkins, a former NCAA yeah. Division I champion. The uh, and, and, yeah. and, man, Lockname is so fun to watch. Very okay. exciting. He's from Manchester, England. Uh, he's got the best accent ever. He, he knows how to talk <laughs> trash. Uh, and, man, he's he's so exciting. So that that's another guy to watch for people who, you know, th- those guys may not be on their radar. May, may, maybe they're on the periphery, but – uh, they should be on your radar. Check check them out. They're sure. coming. Okay. They're coming. Awesome. Yeah. That is fantastic. Um, Jake well, didn't make the list. That's Jake, okay. Jake <laughs> he looked like he was in great shape, though. I got to say, on Saturday night. You know, so I got to see this because I'm hearing, you know, on random uh, news feeds and whatnot, this Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal talk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're doing this. Uh, they're doing this movie, this MMA movie. Roadhouse, Roadhouse, yeah. Roadhouse too. Roadhouse, duh. Yeah, Roadhouse and Connor's in it. Uh, Art you know, Blue. So, yeah, so okay. it'll be it'll be good. Yeah. Okay. So he's jacked. I, he's jacked. He is. He, jacked. Who's jacked? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake. Jake. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Connor. And Connor. Definitely. I don't know how how the hell is Connor gonna like? Well, I mean, first off, they haven't picked a weight yet, but. Right. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I think it'll, it will most likely be at 170. I think maybe it's some yeah. other cat weight a little lower. Who knows? But uh, Connor's looking a little little beefy lately. Beefy. Yeah. yeah. Beefy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it happens. Speaking yeah. of beefy, um, I'm going to transition because this was actually the thing that uh, when I first reached out to you about coming oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that made me really, you know, drew my interest um, was, and I might be pronouncing this wrong, but Argus. You got it. You got it. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. Argus um, Defense Tactics. Yeah. Argus or... Integrated Defense. Argus there Integrated Defense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, no, thank you for bringing it up, man. And I appreciate you reaching out because of that. Um, Argus Integrated Defense is, uh, you know, um, a group that was started. Um, I, I, I can't, you know, I, I've been getting into, you know, weapons training and different things like that. And, um, you know, met up with these guys that have different, you know, military and, and, uh, police backgrounds. And I, I was kind of, they were kind of picking my brain on, on different things, different techniques. And, and we would go over these things and we'd go over, you know, realistic scenarios and, and different tactics of what you would do with pistol um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and what you do as far as hands-on training, if you had to subdue somebody, whether you're a police officer or a civilian. Um, and yeah, we, so we started, we started a group where we go around and we teach civilians, uh, police officers, uh, and military, uh, various techniques, uh, to help them, uh, do their job better and, and more safely, both for them and others. I think that, um, a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, knowing what you what you need to do when you need to do it. And I think right. that a lot of people, police officers included, think, hey, I got a gun. I'm mm-hmm. good. 
That's all mm-hmm. I need. When the reality is you, you, we've seen it so many times where they're either fearful going into a situation, they pull out their gun when they shouldn't mm-hmm. uh, and people get hurt uh, mm-hmm. unnecessarily. Um, and I think that there's a lot of situations that can be diffused and handled um, much, much better. And, and I, I, I'm pretty passionate about this. Um, I, I, I want to see, uh, things done safely. I want people who are interested to defend themselves to be able to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. and also people who, uh, do carry concealed weapons or, or, or carry a, a pistol to know how to, uh, utilize it properly, utilize it to the best of their ability, uh, in, in connection with, uh, real martial arts skills. Because, you know, if I'm super close to you, if I'm, if I'm within hugging distance or punching distance, that probably wouldn't be a good idea to take out your pistol um, because, you know, you're, you're too close. So how to create space, how to diffuse things with your words, with your body positioning uh, mm-hmm. to retain your weapon. Those are all really important things. And, you know, I, I see a lot of pol- a lot of people, police officers included, that aren't doing the right training. And mm-hmm. um, it's like there's a lot of antiquated techniques that are being taught at the academy and elsewhere where I, I don't know if that's the, the best approach. And um, mm-hmm. I, I guess I just want to do my part to, to help out the best that I can. So, um, yeah. you know, been, been going around doing seminars and stuff like that. In fact, um, we have uh, a seminar in Charlotte, North Carolina, that we're teaching uh, in March, uh, the 25th and 26th of March uh, in Charlotte, North Very Carolina. Cool. Argus Integrated awesome. Defense, if, for those that are interested. ArgusIntegratedDefense.com for those that are interested um and, and are curious about uh, taking one of the seminars so yeah uh you know that that will be for civilians we also like i said do uh go around teaching uh law enforcement uh these techniques as well mm-hmm. well that was <clears throat> what kind of stuck out to me on on some of the in, uh instagram posts was the first place that i saw it and obviously i'm, I'm very familiar with you but to see um you know, the reaching for the gun and the, yeah. uh, you know, making the space and yeah. it, like, well, and then that really kind of piqued my interest a little bit more. Um, I've had a, a good amount of my family members in uh, civil service um, mm. and, you know, and then friends too, who I grew up with who, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think that it's um, severely under taught yes. some of this. Um, and then I also, I think there's a lot to the concept of when you are trained or you have a, a, a combative skill, there's less fear involved totally. in the, you know, it, 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 it does it. It, it, it allows you to be more present and aware in the moment because you're not so unprepared. I think that's extremely well put and, and it's very important. You know, I think um, there, there's some very, there, I also, I think it's important to say there's some very sticky situations that are going to be difficult for anybody, no matter what your yes, skill sir. level or experience. However, it's just like preparing for a fight. Like you try to um, increase stress levels to get the proper response. And if you're not training that, how are you supposed to respond for real yeah. uh, when it counts? And there's there's Touché. people's bodies on the line. There's people's mm-hmm. lives on the line, whether it's yourself, your partner uh, that you're working with uh, out there in the field or 
you know, your family members, you know, how do we keep each other safe? Um, yeah. I think is, is super important, especially in today's crazy world where, yeah. you know, um, there, there's a lot of mental Ill- illness out there. There's a lot of, um, you know, uh, people who, uh, are, are struggling to make it out there and, and, yeah. and that are willing to, you know, maybe take a life, uh, to get what they want. And, you know, I think that, whatever we could do to, to keep people safe out there. Um, I, I'm, I'm all for it. So, yeah, I, I totally, I, I am, I am 100% on, on the same page when it comes to that. And uh, yeah. like I said, that was, that was kind of the impetus that, because I'll be honest, Mr. Florian, I was like, uh, I, can we get Kenny Florian on the show? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the the tipping point for me. It was That's like, cool, you know man. what? I'm reaching. I'm I'm gonna give it a whirl. And uh, and you responded pretty quickly. And and man, I am uh, I am over the moon uh, happy with this interview. Thank you so much for uh, awesome. coming on. Absolutely, Bobby. My pleasure. Thank you for reaching out, and and you know, Dennis, Frank. Thank you guys for having me, thank and uh, appreciate it. it. Was it was it was a blast. Uh, well, thank you, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank and you, now sir. Now that we talked to you, now we can get Steven Seagal on, and he can give it. Dennis, I think I just you got one more fight. <laughs> you can. I mean, we <laughs> can we can try to set just, that up. I think I just blew the Mike Tyson opportunity and the Steven Seagal opportunity. <laughs> we'll see if Seagal can get down to 185. He can. Oh, yeah, win. yeah. Well, let's see if he can get down to 285 first. <laughs> and then, ooh, ooh, <laughs> might want to check that box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. it. I'm dead. If you if you if you if you hear that I, I I've been you know killed. Or my wrist is broken. It's probably Steven Seagal. So, Steven, yeah. I'm just oh, yeah. yeah. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, thanks, well, guys. Yes, <laughs> thank sir. You, sir. Thank you. Kenny, thank you so much. Absolutely. Appreciate it, sir. And as we end each podcast, Bobby, say goodnight. Or say goodnight, Bobby. However the ah, come thing on, You goes. screwed it up, Dennis. Good, good night, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs>